Hi, everybody. Welcome to another Piercing Wizard podcast. My name is Ryan Willett. I pierce at Precision Body Arts in Nashua, New Hampshire. On the Skype call with me today, I have Jeff Saunders. Go ahead and introduce yourself, Jeff. Hey, everyone. Uh, my name is Jeff Saunders. Uh, I am formerly from Rockstar Body Piercing in Providence, Rhode Island. Uh, I'm currently wandering the globe piercing, um, and I teach for the Fakir Intensives and provide piercing for uh, piercing education. Um, I also run a blog called Confessions of a Piercing Nerd, uh, which you can go to at www.piercingnerd.com. All right, so today what I wanted to talk about is a, a subject that um, Charlie LeBeau from the UK brought up, and that's uh, negativity in professional Facebook groups. So for the people listening, you know, whether you're a piercer or not, I, I'm sure you're aware that there are a lot of different forums and different groups that you can be part of on Facebook. And just like any industry, the body, the body piercing industry has quite a few of them. Um, what I tend to see is that conversations might start off well-natured, but then they can start to get a, a little bit spiteful. And um, I don't know how you feel about it, Jeff, but... I, I really don't like to see piercers um, shaming anyone else who are, who are just generally there trying to, to learn. I, I don't really feel like it does anyone a, a, a service by saying, yeah, I know you're here for feedback or you want some criticism and I'm just going to kind of rip into you for all the things that, you know, the mistakes that I might have made myself a few years ago. I don't really feel like it's um, a beneficial way to, to grow the industry. So what are some of your thoughts on like the the Facebook groups? Well, it, it, by and large, the Facebook groups are awesome. Uh, it's really wonderful to have uh, professionals get together and share ideas. Um, and there are times where that devolves into certain um, uh, you know negativity, but also uh, ad hominem attacks and stuff like that. Uh, for me, one of the things that uh, people need to understand is that uh, the way that you speak on the Internet um, usually uh, needs to be considered uh, like how, how someone might be perceiving that on the other end of the tubes, right? Yeah. Um, and and uh, that doesn't mean that you have to uh, you know, baby everyone all the way through things, but you do have to consider how might this tone be read. And I'm not always the best at it, but I really try to consider that before I hit send. Yeah, I mean, internet internet muscles uh, is is definitely uh, you know a term that I've heard uh, come out of of things like this where you know somebody might uh, they might have a great personality in person you know they they might be really forthcoming with information and they might really like to share but sometimes online um, they can almost you know it turns into more of like a, a high school click in in some situations where people maybe want to make themselves look a little bit better at the expense of someone else who's not maybe part of their friend circle. And, you know, I, I can definitely get it. You know, I've, I've probably said a few things that, that weren't read the way that I intended them to be. And, you know, I would never try to say that all those, all those groups are negative because they, they really do help a lot of people. Some people, that's their, their only resource. They don't have piercers in their area where they can go and shadow. They don't have the, the means to go to an educational conference. So the, the forums are what they get. Um, Mostly what I just don't like to see are are piercers kind of, you know, dumping on, on someone else for just making common mistakes. And, I, you know, I feel like if, if anyone is trying to learn and trying to make themselves better, um, you shouldn't really try to get negative on them. I mean, criticism has its place, but, um, you know, really putting people down when they're trying to learn, you know, I'm not... 
I'm not crazy about that. Right, right. The, but I, I, I've noticed that the tone of this course has actually improved quite a bit in the past six months or so. Um, uh, over uh, the course of the life of these forums, um, and I've been I've been on uh, internet piercing forums since the 90s. There was one called rec.arts.bodyart. Uh, back then, and I I was on that one that I'd get on through an AOL connection. They've gone through uh, very, very friendly eras and very, very divisive, angry eras, and people get more out of the friendly eras. Like, really, if the point is that we'd all like to elevate the uh, quality of our industry, it does seem to benefit people to... um, uh, to to really consider the quality of the discourse and be considered uh, that if you're a jerk on the internet uh, six years ago, that might pop up again. And do you really, do you really want to feel like, wow, you know, I, I was a jerk that day. Like, I, and I'm, it, it's happened to me. I've seen stuff that I've written. I was like, man, that, that could have been phrased better. Uh, or man, I, I must've been having a bad day and took it out on this other person, which is, yeah, cool. I've, I've had the same situation. I remember, you know, a lot of my formative years were on uh, were on BME, mm-hmm. and the forums there, you know, I, I would say something maybe quick, or, you know, an, another thing is sometimes piercers have that weird kind of schedule where you only have five minutes to talk, and then you have to go back to work for a couple of hours, and then you might say something like pretty short with somebody, um, but, you know, whenever you're, you're going to type out something and, and hit send, you know, before you do that, maybe try to think about how someone's going to read it, and, you know, would you say that out loud to someone's face? You know, would it, would it come off rude or, or would it come off as, uh, you know, insensitive? And not saying you have to coddle people, but, um, you know, basically, you know, when you're, when you're talking to a, a peer, whether they're, you know, above, below, same skill level as you, um, just try to, you know, re- respect the fact that, that they're trying to learn, basically. Sure, and, and also the, the quote-unquote famous piercers of today um, won't be that in five years. It'll be a, a different group, right? And uh, those people um, are going to definitely uh, hold some grudges um, if, if they felt like they were mistreated at the time. Um, I know uh, it took me a while to get over. There was a tribalectic forum, and it took me a while to get over some of this discussions that happened in the tribalectic forum. Um, one of the things uh, that I was hoping to talk about with this discussion too, uh, Ryan, is. Um, Something I've noticed a, a bit of a hive mind, um, where only one point of view is tolerated. Uh, oh yeah, I've definitely seen that. Which it, I, I actually think is counterproductive to learning. Um, uh, I, I think if there's just one point of view, and I'm going to uh, give an example of just like, oh, uh, stainless steel is a bad piercing material, right? And I'm not. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to get into the merits of that argument. Um, but more so if that's the only discussion that's had and anybody is marginalized that holds a contrarian opinion, um, it doesn't actually benefit our industry. It, it, it's a lot more, uh, it, it's a lot better to actually have that discussion and see where, uh, where the science is behind arguments like that and where uh, the information is coming from, all, all of that. And, if somebody finds themselves just repeating what they've heard over and over and over again, um, I, I, I'd encourage people to indulge in contrarian opinions. That's actually one of my absolute favorite ways to learn is just by debating with someone. Sometimes I, 
I really like to play Devil's Advocate just so I can get the maximum amount of passion out of them for them to defend their point of view. So in a situation like that, you know, I might say like, oh, well, I think stainless steel is, is the best. You know, if someone's going to be like, oh, no, it's the worst, because I, I want to hear their argument. And, you know, maybe maybe they'll change my mind or maybe, you know, we can we can learn some new information and we can both learn together. But I definitely do see it as a downside when you go into a group. And you have one experienced piercer saying, okay, this is my opinion. And then you have everybody else who follows on that thread saying, oh, yeah, you know, didn't you read this person's opinion? You know, that's that's gospel. That's exactly the way. And then they kind of extend that out into their career, other people that they interact with. And then maybe, you know, there's not a lot of merit to the, the argument to begin with. So I, I definitely think it's important to not always debate, but at least discuss it. And you, I don't think enough piercers put a focus on why we do things. I think they focus on, okay, we have to do this because I saw someone or I heard someone talking about doing this, Mm -hmm. but they don't understand really like, is that really applicable to our industry? Is that something that's really necessary? Is that a minimum standard or above minimum standard? I think they they just kind of stop asking questions and they try to just kind of follow the group. Right, right. And and I've had it come back to me even where people are like, but you said, it's just like, well, Right. You know, uh, and, and that's one of the downsides of the Internet, too, is that uh, it, it's a permanent time capsule. This thing that I said in 2012, I, I may have since learned and grown and it just never had the opportunity to discuss it again. Uh, so following what I said once on a forum doesn't necessarily help you. <laughs> yeah, I always like to kind of evolve my thinking, you know, because 10 years ago, if I had been talking to someone about aftercare, and this is actually a kind of a side note is, you know, the other day brings it up that I was piercing a client that I pierced for years, um, but I haven't pierced them in maybe five years. And I gave them my new aftercare packet and they're like, oh, you know, you're, you're recommending this now, but before you were saying to, to use this or to do this, or, and now you're saying to not do that. And I was like, well, yeah, you know, at the time that, you know, my, my suggestions were based on the best information available and, you know, now that's evolved. So, you know, I've, I've updated this. So, you know, kind of start fresh with this information. I, I feel like that's kind of turning into sort of a, a lost art form with this industry. A lot of people, <clears throat> they just look at someone else's doing and they say, okay, I have to do that if I want to be a successful piercer or if I want someone to to treat me seriously, I have to, you know, I have to carry these exact same jewelry companies. I have to use these exact same gloves. I have to use this exact same anything rather than going out there and, and learning why it is that that piercer chose those things. Right. Right. Well, you know, originally uh, for me, I think one of the big things was developing a contrarian opinion. Um, uh, And at the time it was a skin prep opinion, but I was in the vast minority um, and it really benefited me to go out and get a lot of information um, where I feel like I can have that discussion uh, actually with a really open mind uh, nowadays that at the time was kind of shut down by the hive mind. It was like, this is what what's done. Why are you asking questions? Yeah, yeah, I, I, that can definitely be <clears throat> a negative because when you when you look at things like um, – I, and I think I know kind of what you're talking about with, with certain products. You know, if there's a certain product that was kind of industry standard and that it, it wasn't available on the market, so people were moving towards other things. Um, and then, you know, people would start saying like, you know, oh, well, let's just find a copycat product instead of, you know, looking at other products. And, 
you know, changing that conversation into, well, you know, why do you have to use <clears throat> that exact same thing? You know, why can't you look at these other things that are used for, you know, medical applications or, or other skin preps? And, and you can see that they're, they're time tested. They, they work very well. Um, why are you just holding up something because, <clears throat> because someone else mentioned it? You know, it, it's important to have the conversation of why we do what we do rather than just saying, do what I do. Right. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and, and I, I genuinely, uh, uh, I think I get a lot more from when somebody can explain in detail why they are doing a certain thing versus I'm just, just do it this way. Um, it, at, at the Fakir school, there's a really interesting discussion about, uh, hard surface disinfectants. And if, if you can think of a drier subject, I, I challenge you, but the, the, the interesting discussion isn't like, oh, hey, use chemical X and there you go. That's problem solved. Um, and I think that's what a, a lot of education in the piercing industry is. It's just like, hey, just use this, end of discussion, moving on, right? In contrast, the, at the, the Fakir class, the discussion isn't about that. The discussion is, here's all the different types of hard surface disinfectants. This is the way they work. This is reasons you might choose one over the other. And at the end of the, the lesson, you have a, a list of about five or six chemicals that you kind of have to go home and decide for yourself about. And I, I think that's a really wonderful way to learn that particular subject because you can apply it to a lot of different other things. Where that's, that's one of my favorite ways to learn, actually. I remember there were points in, in the industry where you couldn't just flip open a, a catalog and say, like, okay, I'm going to use this as my skin cleanser, I'm going to use this as my hard surface disinfectant, I'm going to use this for, for all these other products, where you really had to break down a list and say, all right, this is everything that's available, I don't know anything about it, so I'm going to research these chemicals, I'm going to research the kill times, I'm going to research the cost, and I'm going to find out what would work best for, for my studio and my application, and... I think that's a, a fantastic way to learn, and I, I wish more people would kind of have that mentality. Yeah, it, it, I'll say it's actually very challenging to teach that way because you have to be very, very knowledgeable about a whole lot of the subject. Uh, but it, it, I, I always, I don't give that lecture, um, uh, but I'm always thrilled to, to receive that lecture. Considering it's a dry subject, I kind of love that. Well, I think some of the best instructors, their their real talent is taking a boring subject and, and making it. Tolerable, yeah, basically. For sure. <laughs> so that kind of brings us to the end of this one. My name is Ryan Willett. You can find me online at precisionbodyarts.com. And where can they find you online? Uh, best place is uh, www.piercingnerd.com. All right. Thanks for joining me. And we'll be back with another Piercing Wizard podcast soon.